Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. ...from early on. You, you want to start over or you just started recording? Do you, you want I, to ask that? No, I like to do the introduction just to let you know what I'm focused on. I'll introduce you. Yeah. I'll introduce you a little. All right, good. I, thought, I didn't know where we were going. All right, cool. <laughs> Everyone, please welcome David Meltzer. This guy is one of the biggest entrepreneurs out there, one of the best business consultants. If you don't know, you got to check out his training on Instagram live. You can tune in. He's answering questions. And I got to say, David, I personally appreciate that because when someone of your caliber takes the time to answer people one-on-one like that, it really goes a long way, man. I appreciate that. My my main mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy. I believe the secret sauce of happiness is to teach people to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of their potential. And that potential could be to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun, or like me, a combination of all three. And through a series of uh, lessons that I've learned, other people call them mistakes, but the dummy tax that I've paid, I want to share that with as many people as I can so that they can accelerate through what I had to go through and be able to learn from the lessons without paying the dummy tax that I paid. And so I do Instagram lives for free. I do office hours for free. I have free training on Fridays for 20 years, over 20 years now, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern, free trainings for everyone. And this is my mission in life. And it has made room for everything that I wanted, shifting the paradigm of value, of being of service and of value, but trying to receive as much as I can so I can give it away to other people. Man, I love that. I think that's so important when your goal is to give it away and actually help people. It really shows. So for you, what value have you gotten from doing those trainings? So you say you've been doing it for 20 years. I believe you've been doing one thing for over 10 years you're really good at it, but after you get to 20, you have to have learned a lot along the way. Yeah, exactly. So what do I get out of it? I get extraordinary lessons, not just from other people by asking questions and them asking questions, but a lot of times the answers that I give are answers that I'm not utilizing myself. A lot of times when I'm on those Instagram lives and I'm answering people, I'm like, man, that's a really good idea, Dave. Why don't you do that? So doing that for 20 years and then just allowing the universe, the content is king. And I've been branding people and companies for a long time. Traditionally, originally print, radio, TV, and then they email and then phone and then now social media. But one thing holds true about a brand. 
it has a frequency. The only thing that's different about marketing or branding today is the spectrum is so much bigger. Meaning when you had a billboard of Troy Aikman selling Metrex or a TV commercial of Steve Young selling something or Evander Holyfield on a public service announcement saying real men don't hit women, it only reached so many people. And they were excited that 30 million people went by this. But nowadays, you and I have the ability to reach 4.4 billion people and growing. And if we have the right frequency through quality content, which gives you a strong signal, knowing your specific spectrum, if you're a person that is an expert at opening toys for little kids, there's a huge spectrum of people that are interested in how do you open toys for little kids, way more than a billboard that sits on the 405 freeway in California. And it's a lot cheaper to put up a video that's pertaining to opening toys for little kids than it is to get a billboard on the 405. So understanding the spectrum has changed. And then of course, you were talking about doing something for over 20 years. My clarity of my message got so much greater, meaning it's not what I say, it's what people hear. So you understand and you start learning that there's certain ways to say things that resonate with people, that they get what you say when you say, be more interested than interesting, that when you share a certain story, they really understand that lesson more than something that you may have used in the past and just assumed, oh yeah, when I tell someone be more interested than interesting, they get what I'm talking about. No, it takes repetition, it takes spectrum, and it takes clarity. And to do that, you have to be consistent and persistent in your messaging. And we're just blessed that it's so, the point of entry is so inexpensive today. The technology, the technology and equipment is so powerful today. I'm looking at doing a full Netflix, either series or TV show on an iPhone. That, and, that right there is amazing. <laughs> and producing it with some of the biggest directors, writers, and producers in all of Hollywood who are all on board, knowing that an iPhone 11 and a circle light and a little green screen action can really produce a lot. Yeah, you can get a lot done with that, man. I like one of my favorite words you said was frequency. I don't think entrepreneurs are aware enough about what frequency is. So could you speak directly to what frequency is and really the different levels of it? Yes. I think when you think of frequency, there's two ways to think about it. One is like a radio. So that when you're shooting out your content, you're the big satellite in the old days that sat behind the radio station and it's sent out to all these towers and it, that frequency, it hit several different channels. So if you know that frequency was country music, all the country music people could t- tune in, mm. right? It hit another tower, it might hit a, di- a different station. And the stronger the signal, the more stations that it could reach, right? If you got, they would talk about Baja, California, our signal reaches all the way up to San Francisco. It's the exact same thing with your frequency. Now, a frequency is a vibration. That's the second component. Think about it like a radio tower, right? We're sending out the strong signal to certain channels and anyone tuned into your channel will be able to hear you or listen to you. But how do we know those channels? Because it's a vibration, right? There's no radios receiving it. So your frequency is a vibration. Now, to understand vibration, you have to understand that everything vibrates. The earth vibrates the slowest, plants, animals, humans, sound, light, and then thought. And the thought that vibrates the fastest is the truth. And 
pursuing your truth, pursuing your potential is essential to raising your vibration. Now, the key component to frequency and vibration is that people can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So if your frequency doesn't have a wide spectrum so that people that have higher frequencies catch you, but it's also understood or it resonates with people that have a lower frequency, they still are attracted to it or it resonates. So understanding frequency, understanding vibration, I believe is essential to content, especially because the towers now are within the context of WWW, the World Wide Web, and yeah. the towers themselves allow you to reach, not by channel, but by an open source, one big channel, where the tuner is the people's awareness that you can then hit 4.4 billion people. But let's be honest, right? Even the most popular people are only hitting a tiny portion of the 4.4 billion people. Whether you're the president of the United States, Kim yeah. Kardashian, the Tiger King, Dave Meltzer, or Gary Vaynerchuk, Chuck, we're all getting about this much of the 4.4. I joke around to people and I say, the biggest resistance people have from starting their frequency and really working on it or their brand is they're afraid that they're too repetitive, that they're putting too much stuff out there. First of all, nobody's hearing you. I, that's a good I'm point. telling you right now. Nobody's hearing me, man. I, like I, I'm one of the more popular, like you said, entrepreneurs, especially in my age and, and experience group. But think about it. I'm dreaming about the day that 0.1 billion people of the 4.4 billion, 0.1 even know who I am, <laughs> let alone like me. I don't care if the 4. Point, I would rather the 4.3 billion not know me or hate me even. But I just want 0.1 billion people to know who I am. And evaluate I'm, I'm, my I'm glad you mentioned the numbers like that because one thing that happens when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning stages, is they're always worried about follower count. They're always worried about I don't have enough followers yet to start creating content. I don't have enough people watching my videos on YouTube, so I'm gonna stop. And everybody is so focused on the numbers. How did you get past that? And really, how important are the numbers to you as far as the follower count and things like that? I am Noah's Ark when it comes to that. So what does that mean? I am Noah. When I started, I believe in segmentation of business and I believe in segmentation of brand and I believe in segmentation of frequency. So when I started out with money, for example, when I wanted to be a millionaire, I said, okay, I'm going to make a penny today. How long is it going to take me to double that penny and then double that and then double that? And how many segments will it take until I become a million? 20 segments, right? A, a penny becomes $2 million in 20 segments. So when I was five years old, I said, wow, if I could just keep doubling what I make every year at five and I start with a penny, I'll be a millionaire when I'm 25. And I was, right? I bought my mom a house and paid off my law loans. That's the way that I work with my followers. When I started, I was 50 years old. I met who I was consulting and helping the sports agency at Vayner. I met with Gary Vaynerchuk. And he asked me that question, what's your perspective of followers? I said, I don't care about followers. I want two people, two ambassadors a year for the next 20 years. And mm. I want these, what do you mean? I said, if I can get two people that will tell two people every year, hey, you should really check out Dave Meltzer, his stuff's good. 
if I can get that by the time I'm 70, I'll have 2 million people getting me 2 million people. And most likely I'll be one of the most popular 70 year olds in the world and create a legacy as well as an annuity for myself and my brand for the rest of not only my life, my kid's life, because there's a perpetual nature of my content. It's evergreen. It's a book, Think and Grow Rich, which is one of my favorite by Napoleon Hill. It sells more copies today than it sold 50 years ago. That's the type of content that I put out. And so I'm just looking for two people a year that will tell two people a year to check out Dave Meltzer's material to be not only motivational to get you up and to get you back up, but inspirational to get you there. It's educational and instructional. I love that. I love that perspective on the numbers. I, because one thing I tell my clients when they're trying to grow their podcast is get one new listener a day, just one, get one listener and they're going to tell somebody else. And the next day you get a whole new person and they're going to tell somebody else. And that's how you really build a massive audience. I love your yeah, perspective it, on that, man. Take, yeah. And if you take time out of the equation, right, you don't even need to do it every day. So here's what I told Gary he said, you're willing to wait 20 years. I said, why not? Why not? That's a lot of people to be the most popular in the world. I said, but the truth is you and I both know what happens is you not only get the exponential growth of doubling, like you're talking about, but time speeds up. So let's say it took me a year to get the first two people, but then it might only take me 11 months to get the next two. Then it might only take me 10 months to get the next two, right? Then nine months, then eight months, then seven months, then six, four, three, two, one. Now it's only taking a week. Then it only takes a day. Then it only takes an hour. Then it only takes a minute. Then it only takes a moment. And that's where you get the exponential growth that can get you up to 0.1 billion people watching you and loving you and inspiring you and hating you and all the other things that come along with raising people's awareness of your frequency. Oh man, I love that. That's a great way to play the numbers game in your head. I love that. So with you building a personal brand, how has that helped you as an author? Because a lot of my subscribers, they want to write books. People are in the studio right now recording books. People are like, man, I want to get a good book out there, but everything I want to talk about has been talked about. So how has your personal brand helped you as an author? Like my personal brand helps with every medium. So I see things in three ways. Content, which is king right? Good ideas like Disney. Go look on YouTube at the Mickey Mouse Club. It started with a black and white whistling steamboat Willie Mouse that barely talked. It was literally, and now you have 400 million subscribers to the Mickey Mouse Club. Same idea, great content. Yeah. Then you, ha you have to be able to amplify that content. Uh, so give access to it. So a book is one way to amplify the, the content, podcast, speaking, masterminds, Q&As, all of those things allow you to distribute the content. And then where do people watch it? Books can be seen, they can be seen on eBooks, they can be hardback, softback, audiobooks. Those are the mediums. So you have all these variables in order to effectuate your content. But you and I both know the key to success is the content. And the problem is most people think that their ideas come overnight. I, I had this great thing. I, what if I saved this? said something about the keys to being an influencer is to come up with an idea, practice that idea, come up with an idea, practice the idea for 10 years, and then tell people what you've learned from that idea. And then you're an influencer, right? You got to have the maturity. It's not an overnight thing. You just can't have wisdom. Now, here's where people get confused. 
there is still a billboard effect. What does that mean? People, you can't confuse Gary Vaynerchuk, Dave Meltzer with the people dancing on TikTok, right? Because the people dancing on TikTok make short-term money. The people that are, they're entertainers. They're a billboard. It's play my song and I'll pay you money. Wear my necklace, my t-shirt, I'll pay you money. That's a different scene because you're just getting eyeballs. You're not getting ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Eyeballs versus ambassadors. And a lot of, and you can make money. I'm all for, look, I'm a branding expert. I will take clients to brand you if what you're looking for is to be a billboard, a piece of real estate so that you get eyeballs. But me personally, for my brand, I'm looking for ambassadors like you that will come on my Instagram, ask me good questions, allow me to really think and process and download information that can help other people to be happy. I really love that because I talk to a lot of people who they ask me, how can I get more followers or how can I build my audience? And I have to ask them, do you want to be an influencer? Or do you want to be seen as an expert? An influencer is going to make money, but it's really short term. You could lose your account and it dies off. But that expert, they have an amazing mailing list. Their website looks good. They have a lot of structure behind their brand. And not only that, they're not relying on one product that they promote. They're not relying on one platform. I like what you said about eyeballs versus ambassadors. That's really good because I want people to start thinking long-term. I think entrepreneurship has become this short-term, quick fix kind of thing. And that's not what it is for me when I see people like you that have been doing it for years. I think this is what more people need to be focused on. I go on Facebook right now and I see people selling courses on how to go viral on TikTok. And it's, that shouldn't be your focus, man. If anything, you could build brand on TikTok, but not go viral, right? Oh, trust me. I look at it all the time and there are places and purposes for TikTok and what they do. And I have a few ideas of how to blend the eyeballs and ambassadors together. So I'm going to work with TikTok. I think Gary did the other day a charitable event where he raised quite a bit of money and TikTok matched it and he gave advice. I think TikTok can be used as a platform for to effectuate those kind of things, of course. But I think you're right on it. We have to understand be more interested than interesting, what the objectives of people are, and support them. If you want to be an eyeball, you want to be a billboard, then be a billboard. If you want to be an inspiration content provider, then be an inspirational content provider. If you want to be a motivator and stand in front of cars you don't own and houses you don't own and <laughs> get people all excited, that there's, look, I brand all of those people and I'm all for it. There's a purpose and a reason for all of it. Me personally, I want to get you there. I have a lifetime mission to get you there by being happy. And I'm really patient. I love the aspect of my life that I can plant seeds under trees that I'll never sit under, right? Through mm. my, con there's millions of people that view my content. They're not followers. They're not ambassadors. They're just eyeballs. But I get every single day, people that reach out and say, hey, I've been watching you for two years and you changed my life. I just planted a seed under a tree that I'll never sit under. And it doesn't bother me one bit because I plant seeds, I water other people's seeds, and I harvest people's trees. I love that. I think that's one thing that, if you're a business owner, you have to take that to heart because sometimes when you help out that prospect and use that content, they come back and buy. I had a lady who was ranting and raving about starting a podcast maybe three years ago. And I'm like, now's the perfect time. If you want to get started, here's what we need to do. Let's do it. And she said, oh, I can't do it right now. 
And at the beginning of 2020, she reached out again, and now we're working on her show. And so planting the seed really works not only, like you said, to build those ambassadors, but if you're trying to get clients, planting seeds can work very well. Yeah, and watering other people's seeds works well, and harvesting trees works well. And when you combine all three, you can exponentially grow, accelerate your objectives by helping people, making money, and having fun. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. So I got a few more questions about your personal brand. So out of all the platforms that you on, which platform would you say is the most valuable for your brand? LinkedIn. I think because of the spectrum of the audience on LinkedIn, it's the most valuable for my brand because my situational knowledge experience is exceptional in the business realm. I think in the digital space, very few people that know how to use the digital space and have learned how to use the digital space. Like I have 35 years of experience, have made over a hundred million dollars and lost over a hundred million dollars, have negotiated billions of dollars in contracts, have hired thousands of employees, fired employees, scaled a business, all the different situational knowledge doesn't make me academically or intellectually superior to anyone. I just have been able to compress because I've always been a student of my calendar. I've always been productive, accessible, and gracious in my life. I've experienced a lot and I've learned a lot of lessons. Uh, so LinkedIn's most aligned with the audience of I, and then Instagram, of course, as well, is next on the line. I haven't figured out how to fit in TikTok. I got one video about my marriage that did over a million, and I'll post something that I really like. It'll get six people going, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the difference between me and most people on TikTok. The six people that love my stuff, right, on TikTok, way more than I anticipated as long as they tell six people to watch my stuff every year that tell six people, I've just added a whole nother channel. It'll be 12 million people in 20 years. So wow. I really want to hone in onto the fact when you understand segmentation, acceleration and exponential growth, when you get the minimal incremental growth in a short period of time, like one video and you get the response of, man, I love this. I'm going to share this with my friends. And there's only six people. I'd much rather have that than something that has a million views and a bunch of fake followers, thumbs up, yay, or people that don't speak English or people that don't have money or people that are sitting at home high on their mom's couch, broke and sick all the time. I don't want it. I got billionaires calling me, asking me to be consultant and a business advisor for you. I have multi-billion dollar companies asking me to be advisor to them because I'm looking for ambassadors, not eyeballs. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. And okay. Now I want to ask a question about the ambassadors. What do you think qualifies someone as an ambassador? I know a lot of the experts and gurus, they create their own Facebook groups. They have their own communities, which isn't bad, but is that how you tag someone as an ambassador or do they become an ambassador as soon as they support a ton of your content? So there's only one thing to me that defines an ambassador, somebody that takes my content and empowers somebody else with it. Someone that will take a piece of content or a quote or whatever it is that I have and empower somebody with it. So that person's now saying, oh, have you heard of Dave Meltzer? He taught me just because somebody loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. Or when that comes up in their life, they're like, hey, and they pass it on to their kids. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Where'd you get that? Oh, this guy Dave Meltzer told me because Chris told me about him. And then it goes on and on. That's an ambassador. I like that. I like that label that you put on and how you really tag them there because that makes it really simple. I don't think we need to make it super complicated. I know some people 
uh, on a place like Twitter, Twitter is really big on this, where they tag ambassadors by making them affiliates of their products. And these are really low ticket things. But again, I think that's playing into more of the short term game. So another question I know my audience is going to have is with you being on all these platforms, how much content are you producing? So I always only produce one piece of content and this is where experience comes into play. So I, being a more mature situational knowledge based business person, I created a matrix. And so the idea is that you capture the content in one place, then you modify it for each of the different platforms and mediums, right? Then you amplify it to those platforms and mediums, and then you create a perpetuation strategy for the content in the mediums that allow for perpetual content. So for example, YouTube is much longer form content, so we'll modify that content, but it's perpetual content. We know that my TED talk will get millions of views five years from now, so it's perpetual. We also know that on Snapchat, it's very infrequent, or TikTok, people are gonna go back and watch years and years of that stuff. Yeah. So the key is, it doesn't work unless you have quality content. You can't have quality content unless you've learned valuable lessons and can tell the stories to teach people those lessons so that they can continue to tell the stories and teach the lessons as well. Once you do that, look at all the successful people that have ambassadors. Now, you can have eyeballs and be very entertaining. I could take off my shirt and be a dancing bear or do a Barney song and I get millions of people laughing at me and watching me and I could put a big Lacoste on my shirt and they'd pay me money because now people like the dancing bear. But I, that's not my genre. But if that is your genre, I could teach you how to do that and create the content. But you need to be consistent with your frequency, with quality content, whatever quality content means to your spectrum. If there's 14 year old girls that quality content means a lot different than what Dave Meltzer teaches. I will put a 14 year old little girl to sleep with my content. <laughs> and that was one of my questions is, I heard you mention a couple of times now storytelling. So is storytelling something that you think should be in all pieces of content or should it be for certain mediums? certain mediums and certain content, right? Like the dancing TikTok videos that get 6 million views have no story to it. They're entertaining. If you want to inspire someone, you got to tell a story and then you have to be able to put the story into a context. It could be as short as eight seconds. It could be as long as two hours. Uh, it just depends. It could be live. It could be recorded. It could be edited. It doesn't matter. But I think for at least what I do, I am a huge believer in the repository of lessons and stories that attach the lessons uh, and that you then can make an ask. And my ask always is, hey, please come to my free trainings on Friday. Allow me to empower you, to empower others to be happy. I want to create a world of more than enough, a collective consciousness of happiness. This is the way that I do it by free content and providing people something to think about and do how to do it, I tell. That's some of the difference. I hate people that just give you a lesson, but don't give you the how-to. I'm a very instructional person. I give you the pragmatic advice about doing it now, be a student of your calendar, ask and attract, take inventory of your values, practice ending fear. Here's how you practice ending fear by stop dropping and rolling. All of these things are pragmatic advice tied to an unbelievable, powerful source of light, love, and lessons that will make you happy and allow you to teach other people to be happy as well. I love that, man. I love the way you encapsulated 
exactly what those live trainings are about. And I can tell the message behind that. Like you said, you've been doing it for so long. The message gets better over time. I can tell in that last 30 seconds, just how much effort went into that. I can see it. That's perfect, man. I, that's something I'm working on is getting to that level. I like that. You so bef before we go, what piece of advice would you give to that beginning entrepreneur that's starting off and they're like, Hey, I want to build an amazing brand and not be an impact, not be an influencer. I want to be around in 10 years. I want to have a thriving business. What piece of advice would you give to that very beginner? Ask for help. The biggest mistake I made when I was 20 is I thought I knew everything. And I will <laughs> tell you the biggest lesson of you don't know what you don't know keeps on growing. You don't know what you don't know will only grow. And so if you can get that perception or perspective when you're 20 years old and say to yourself, every day in person, every day on the phone, every day via email, every day via media, radio, print, TV, and social media, I need to ask people, hey man, do you know anybody that can help me? Do you know anybody that can help me? Because you will learn more, you will get more relationships, you will get more statistical success, you will not have to pay the dummy tax, and best of all, when you ask someone for help, you'll make them feel good, man. Everybody feels good when you ask them for help and you make them feel like an expert and worthy of what you are doing. Trust me, ask for help, live your life with radical humility, be kind to your future self and do good deeds yourself. David Mills, everybody, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Let the people know where they can attend those free trainings. Guys, I've been on a couple of them. I always watch and pay attention. Even if I'm not asking a question, whatever is asked is always a good question. And Dave gives some amazing answers. You got it, my friend. So you could text me at 949-298-2905 or just email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com. Everything else is David Meltzer, Instagram, LinkedIn, David Meltzer. You can find me, Google me, David Meltzer. I appreciate the time. Remember everyone, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you so much. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.